Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with a caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Date Yourself Radio. If you're just tuning in, welcome. My name is Veronica Grant and I'm your host and I'm also a dating mindset coach for smart, ambitious women and I help them to find and then keep their perfect for them relationship. Now, depending on how long you've been in my internet hemisphere, you may or may not know that my original business when I started was in health coaching. And specifically, I focused on body image and our relationship to food, and I helped women to feel better in their body and possibly lose weight in a healthy, sustainable way. And I switched to talking about dating exclusively a little over a year ago now because a lot of my clients at the time and other women in that community kept coming to me telling me that they wanted to lose weight so that they could date again, or they didn't want to put themselves out there when they felt this crappy in their body, or they wanted to lose weight because if they did, then they can have the relationship that they wanted because they wouldn't be bigger with either their current or their potential future partner. And with all of these stories and also working with my coach at the time, I decided to switch focus to dating and specifically feeling confident about yourself and confident in both your inner game and your outer game in dating. 
And here's the thing, after listening all to the, all these stories and letting them kind of really sink into what I was hearing, the truth is, is that we can be so cruel to ourselves. In my Facebook group, I often see women posting empowering quotes about being single or not taking crap from men or anything like that, or not listening to what society says or the media says. Well, it's also time to stop taking crap from ourselves too. And one of the most profound lessons I've learned since being on the self-growth journey is this. If $5 can't make you happy, then $500 isn't going to make you happy either. If you can't feel good and content about yourself now, a relationship won't make you feel good and content about yourself either. In fact, it's likely to mirror all the things you already feel crappy about yourself. And if you can't feel confident dating men at 200 pounds or whatever feels heavy for you, you're not going to feel confident at 130 pounds or whatever seems skinny to you. Which brings me to today's episode. Today, I have Anne-Sophie Reinhart with me, and she is a body image coach, and she helps women get out of diet prison. In this episode, we talk about what to do when you think all the other women are skinnier than you, prettier than you, and some of the deeper issues poor body image might be attached to. I also wanted to point out that as you're listening, you're going to hear me stop Anne-Sophie in the middle of our interview and table a topic I wanted to talk to later on in the interview. Of course, I completely forgot to come back to it, and you'll know what I mean when when you're listening in, but for now, I'll just say this, that people, including men, including the men you go on dates with, aren't paying as much attention to what you see, and you'll know what I mean more when you listen in. And it also turns out that Anne-Sophie is a single mom, and as a non-mom, I couldn't resist asking her questions about how she juggles motherhood and dating and how she talks about her son to the men she dates and when she may or may not introduce a man she's dating to her son. So if you're a single mom, you'll love this part of the episode. And as you listen in, I want you to consider these questions. Do you find yourself believing that you could have more dating or relationship prospects if you were just thinner, that maybe you wouldn't have gotten dumped if you were thinner or more beautiful or if your boobs are bigger? And do you find yourself comparing how you look to your partner's ex and you do it so much that it might even sabotage the relationship? And do you find yourself only noticing other women who you perceive as thinner or prettier than you? And do you look for evidence to support only your negative beliefs about yourself? And for the single moms listening in, what kind of story do you tell yourself about dating as a single mom? Now, this episode, and let's be honest, a lot of the episodes on Date Yourself Radio may bring up a lot of your stuff. Perhaps you're realizing you're lacking confidence. Perhaps you don't believe you're worthy or capable of the relationship you want. Maybe you believe you have to be fixed. Or perhaps you knowingly or even unknowingly sabotage yourself and relationship prospects. I want you to know that's completely normal. And when you realize this, it's common to believe something might be wrong with you. You have to fix yourself or you have to change who you are in order to be loved or to attract the type of relationship or man that you want. Well, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news for you. The good news is that none of this is true. You're not alone. You're not weird and nothing is wrong with you. And I truly believe that you don't have to fundamentally change anything or fix anything about yourself in order to be loved. 
The bad news is though, working through all of this crap and all of these beliefs that have led you to this belief that you have to change yourself isn't always easy. And sometimes it can be hard. And in some ways it can even feel a little bit safe to be in this comfort zone in this little box that we've created for ourselves. And it's hard to know what to do once you realize you've got these blocks that are keeping you playing small, so to speak. So the even better news is that next week, I've got a freebie for you that will help you work through this. I'm hosting a brand new, completely free training to help you find and keep your perfect partner without feeling like you have to change who you are. And the training is called Attract Your Soulmate Without Losing Your Soul. And I'd love to have you join us. So to save your free seat, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash attract soulmate. And then that's all smushed into one word. It's totally free. And I'm teaching the workshop twice next week, once in the evening and once at lunchtime. So hopefully I can accommodate more time zones, including all the Europeans that have joined this community, which I'm so excited about, by the way. And I'm sharing some things I've never shared before on workshops, including four case studies of women who were self-sabotaging, who believed they were broken or needed to be fixed, and exactly what they did and some of the shifts that they made so that they can reverse that and then start happily dating again. So again, the link to join is veronicagrant.com forward slash soulmate. That's also in the show notes. So you can go to your podcast player and click the link there, type it in, whatever you need to do to make it happen. I hope you are there and will join us next week. All right, so for now, let's get into my chat with Anne Sophie. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the show. And I've got Anne Sophie with me. Hello, and welcome to Date Yourself Radio. Hi, Veronica. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I'm so excited to to have you. You know, you I know you reached out to me a little bit ago about coming onto the show and um it came right around the time where there was a lot of women in my Facebook group and just in the general date yourself community. I'm getting really down on themselves around how they looked and how their body looked. And it just was like divine timing that you ended up in my inbox. I'm like, yes, I need to have a body <laughs> image show. Cause it, it comes up before, like it's come up before in other episodes, but it hasn't ever been um, so specific as this. So I'm just really excited to oh. have this conversation with you. Um, so before we get to that, um, how about you just tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I am a single mom from Germany. I live in Germany, was born here, grew up here, have lived in the U S and in in Switzerland and, but came back here when I got pregnant, when I found out I'm going to have a child that was, um, about three years ago now. Um, and so I'm back here, but I, I'm a coach. I work with women who struggle with their body image, who struggle with, you know, always being on a diet, always thinking that their body needs to be fixed. There's something needs to be better. They need to lose weight and then they gain it back. And then they're, you know, super desperate and they try all these different things and they just feel really, really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in their body and have most of my clients have done that for all of their Mm -hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. And I came to this to this um, profession, to this job, because I myself struggled with body image issues and eating issues for a very, very long time. I had 
had several eating disorders starting when I was nine, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I developed anorexia and then it moved into non-purging bulimia and some binge eating and, you know, off and on. And mm-hmm. I just, for, for 14 years of my life, I struggled with everything being about food and about my body. And I lost everything. I lost my friends. I lost my will to live. I lost my happiness. I lost so much in this struggle, you know, to be thin, Mm -hmm. to just have the perfect body. And so when I recovered, when I got out, when I gained my life back and my sanity back, I very slowly um, worked with women who were going through similar things, who had struggled with food too. And it very organically morphed into me um, being a coach and working Mm -hmm. with women. And that's what I've been doing for almost five years now. And it's oh, wow. an amazing, amazing yeah. way to live my life. It's really, uh, I love it so much. I love working with, with women who are ready, right. To feel really confident in their body and who are like, I've got enough of all of this, you know, all of this yeah. doubt and all of this shame and this fear and the judgment. And I just want to feel great without losing weight, without, you know, having to change my body, without having to look a certain way, but just really wanting to feel comfortable in the skin that I'm in and in the body that I have yeah. naturally. And, um, so that for me is a huge blessing. Awesome. So let me ask you this. How, um, how many, how many years did you struggle with eating disorders? It was 14 years years. um, until I started recovering and then, you know, getting out of, out of that took me another year or two. Um, but yeah, and it was on and off. Like, I I mean, the struggle was there most of the time, but it got better. It got worse. It got Mm -hmm. better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. um, Yeah. So yeah. I have a couple questions about that because I think some of my listeners will be, I try to like think about what my listeners are asking <laughs> themselves and then I try to ask those questions. So um, one thing that comes to mind, just, you know, you said you started, um, you started, a, you started your first eating disorder when you were nine or 10 years old. Um, where do you think, um, you know, where did you first learn about body image and what was supposed to be quote unquote perfect or accepted in society? Great question. So back at that time, I mean, my mom was always on a diet. My brother Mm -hmm. was always struggling. My younger sister was always on a diet. Even back then, my aunt was always on a diet. My, my grandma was talking about this. So all, every woman in my life and my dad too, but mostly women were just talking about this all the time. And Mm. then I got comments from other people in my life, not from any of those, but from moms or friends and that I was a little bit chubby and that, you know, you know, my weight wasn't right and all of these things that I was developing breasts Mm -hmm. at nine or 10 years old, which shamed me so much that I thought, okay, I'm going to have to lose weight. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I'm one of those people who, if I put my mind to something, I do it and I'm just making it happen. And that's Mm -hmm. what I did. And then as time went on, I, you know, Britney Spears came up and Christina Aguilera (laughs) and all these people back then, um, who were super skinny at that time. Right. And then, but that wasn't how it began. That came later where I compared myself to those, you know, photos in the magazines and I just wanted to look like them. Right. Exactly. Um, so by the time then you started to recover, you had had various eating disorders at various you know strengths, but for 14 years, which was at that point more than half of 
your mm-hmm. life. So there had to have been, or maybe not, but was there like a catalyst or like what yeah. was, what made you think, oh my gosh, like I have to change. Like what, like what happened? So interestingly enough, I, I got married at a very mm-hmm. young age after six weeks. Um, I oh, got wow. married to a guy. Um, it was very fast, you know, looking back, it was definitely, you know, just me wanting out of my life and thinking he was my savior and, you know, mm. my, my prince charming <laughs> and all of that. And so we got married and I thought, well, now I'm married, right? And he loves me and he adores me. So now I should get better and it should all be perfect and it should all be great. Oh my gosh. Um, You're like speaking yes. like, these are things I told myself for years. And I know this is what, you know, what women <laughs> either consciously or unconsciously say to themselves, you know, like, oh, I'll figure it out or I'll buy the house or I'll get the dog or whatever when I have a man. But anyway, exactly. sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, that's what, that's what, yeah, that's totally what I did. Yeah. And, um, well, it didn't happen. Surprisingly, <laughs> I was still miserable when it came to, you know, my relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that we, we got married in July and in fall of that year, it just, it got worse and worse and worse. And I was mm-hmm. spending so much time in the gym and I came back home one night and I was so weak and so exhausted from all the workouts and from not eating that mm-hmm. I knew something had to change. And so that was the moment where something clicked and I began to research therapists and treatment facilities and all of that. And it took me another few months to actually do it. Mm-hmm. But that really was the moment because I realized that I had to save myself, right? Yeah. That couldn't be another it couldn't be a man. It couldn't be another person. It had to be me. Um, yeah. And that's, Amen. that's when it slowly began. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah, I think this is definitely something so many women in the community will relate to. So I'm just, you know, so I guess, um, I don't know if it's logistically speaking, but, you know, let's say that I don't want to like categorize people's body weights or sizes or anything, but, you know, if you're dating and trying to put yourself out there and you at least perceive other women to be prettier or skinnier or whatever it is, like, like, where do you, where would, where do you start them with? Like, what do you do with them first? Like, what would you, what would you tell them first? So the very first thing is that we see only what we want to see. Mm. And when we feel really insecure and we feel like, you know, we don't really like our body and then every woman out there looks better. Everyone looks better. And if, if we see women who may be bigger than we are, we don't look at them. Mm. Um, we don't see them. We really don't. We just blend it out. And I, I know that that's what I've been doing too. I only saw this, the, the very, very, very skinny women for most of my life. And that's, you know, I was always comparing myself to them. And again, it's not about, you know, she's better than, 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 than me when she's thinner or bigger or whatever. It's just, mm-hmm. that's what we see because in this world, we're being told that, you know, to have a certain weight and to look a certain way is ideal. And that's what we perceive. And that's what we see. And almost all the time when we see other women, it either makes us feel uncomfortable that, you know, they kind of look the same as we do, or we don't even see them at all. So the first thing I would say is to look around you, really open your eyes and see the variety of women mm-hmm. that surround you and not just zone in on the skinny ones, the ones that you 
perceive as prettier than you are. Um, and I actually, I just spent a week on, on vacation at the beach with a friend mm-hmm. and she is heavier. Like she really is struggling with her body, um, and with her weight mm-hmm. and it's all in her mind, but all she saw were the thinny women, right? She did mm-hmm. not, she, she just focused so much on everyone that was thin that I, you know, constantly told her, and again, I hate that we do this, that we actually look at the bodies. But, you know, I just showed her, well, look at everyone else, right? There are, mm-hmm. there are other body types here, too. It's not just the one type that you see. Mm-hmm. And so open your eyes. And really, that was one of my homeworks very early on is to, to, to really sit at a cafe for an hour and look at people watch mm-hmm. <laughs> and really yeah. be honest with myself and look at everyone I see. And, and that way we all will see that it's not true. They're, they're tall women, they're short women, they're, you know, heavier women, they're thinner women. They're, there are so many different types of women, blonde, yeah. black, everything that, um, you know, we, we just have to see that again. Yeah. And then I, I think that I've had so many conversations with men about this too, where, um, you know, the show is America's Next Top Model. We have that in Germany, too. Germany's Next Top Model. <laughs> and all these things. And I watch these shows with guys. Uh-huh. And, you know, I ask them about this. Because is this really your ideal? Is this what you perceive as the only thing, right, that you want? Mm-hmm. This this type of women. And, and most of the guys said no, right? So yeah. it's like some men, yes, that's what they like. But then there are others. And so we, we really have to be honest with ourselves too and actually believe guys when they say that and don't say, no, you're just lying. <laughs> you just yeah. want, you know, you want to tell me that. Um, so that yeah. those are really important points. And I think yeah. then it's up to you to, well, it is working on, on your own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Really working on what's going on inside. Where does the insecurity come from and heal that part? Yeah. So yeah, let, let's break that down for a moment. So first I just want to go back to, you know, looking at all the different shapes and sizes of women. And that's something that I talk about a lot. We, there's a phrase that I always use and the phrase is not in my mind right now, but basically it's like, we look for evidence to support whatever we want to believe. So, um, and just like a, not a related example at all. When Stevie and I first moved to Dallas, I really hated it. I just, I hated it from almost day one. And so I just kept looking for evidence to support my belief that I hated Dallas. Um, and so it was really easy. I'm like, oh, it's so hot. There's no mountains. There's no ocean. I, I mean, I could go all day long. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was like, I'm never going to be happy here unless I can find evidence to support a belief that Dallas is actually a really great place to live. And it's the same thing, I think, exactly what you are talking about, because you can find evidence to support whatever you want to believe. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Absolutely. And we're, we're great at that. We all are, right? Yeah. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Um, so again, it's the awareness, right? You have to mm-hmm. actually be aware of what, of the fact that you're doing it and mm-hmm. then you can change. Right. Exactly. And, and so then when you, um, and I want to talk about what guys say or don't say, I want to talk about, but I want to, I want to put that on the table just for a moment. I'll actually make mm-hmm. a note so I don't forget to come back to that. Um, uh, but then you talk about, um, you know, working on your own stuff. So one thing that I found working with clients, and I'm just kind of curious, so this has been your experience as well, that um, something always shows up in something else. So like, okay, for some people that might be their body image or their weight, but there's really like 
something else that's um, really bothering them or really the quote unquote core issue. And it's just showing itself, it's manifesting itself in their weight where other people, it could be in their, um, you know, some addictive behavior like alcoholism, or it could be, um, I mean, there's, you know, all sorts of things. So is that, is that what you're getting at or is there something else there? Absolutely. I always say it's not really about the food (laughs) and it's not really about the body. Um, sure. Again, we live in this culture and especially as women where we're under so much pressure to look a certain way. So Mm -hmm. I think that plays a big, big role that, you know, I have, we, we are just being trained to believe that I have to be thin in order to be lovable, in order to get a guy, in order to Mm -hmm. be happy, in order to get married and all of this. And that plays a big part. I think that, that's, that can't be underestimated. But again, when I developed my, my eating issues, we didn't have the internet and, uh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't on social media and I didn't look at the TV. You know, I wasn't watching that much TV back then. I was nine. I was outside playing with everyone, right. Just being active. And I still developed this stuff. Um, so I think that there's always a core issue. There's always something going on. And it may be that, you know, you really just are very unhappy in your life. Or mm-hmm. it may be that something had happened when you were a child or a teenager or some trigger event. And may mm-hmm. just sometimes it's it struggles with money. Sometimes it's your job. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's it is your relationship. Sometimes um, you know, there's so many factors. For me, it was I couldn't control my life. I had a very difficult relationship with my brother and I couldn't control him. I couldn't control what was happening, but I was able to control my food. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was not what started me, what, what made me diet, but it, 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 it was the one thing that kept me in this circle after a while because I was able to control my food intake and mm-hmm. I was able to, what I thought I was able to control my body, right? And, and, yeah. and shape yeah. it and form it in some way. And I think that, um, acknowledging that and, and, and looking at it as, yes, I do struggle with food. I do struggle with the body. I do struggle with this and that, but what's really going on is, is, is important and healing that, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's your relationship with your sister because she may have gotten more praise or, you know, she, she always was mm-hmm. thinner than you are. These things can go really deep. And also I have to say, don't, don't think that your reasons are silly or superficial or, you know, they're not big yeah. enough or all of these things, the stories we tell ourselves, because if it makes you struggle so hard, they are important to look at and they're, they are important to uncover and they're worthy of, of you spending time on and healing. So, um, you know, just, just dig a li- little bit. I think that one of the best things you can do for yourself is to, to go ahead and ask why five times. So I'm struggling with my body. Why? Or I, I can't find a guy. Why? Because of this and that. Why? And, and, you know, just go really, really, really deep until you figure out what's really going on. I, I love that. I, I use that exact same tool. And I, um, I worked with a coach last year uh, for the better part of last year and some of this year. And it's interesting. Um, so for listeners who joined the date yourself community within the past year, um, I would actually was doing health coaching and body image coaching and emotional eating coaching, um, as well. And it just wasn't really sticking. Like I, 
I, um, I mean, it was something that I struggled with, especially with body image and perfectionism. Like that was my thing was just feeling I had to be perfect in order to be liked and to be lovable. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's the kind of coach I was. Cause that's what I thought my journey was about was just simply this whole body image thing. And then I was working with my coach and she did the same thing where she, she was like, why, 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 why? <laughs> and we basically got to my core belief, which was, I couldn't have the relationship that I wanted unless I was thinner, unless I had the perfect body. And that really was the catalyst, which um, evolved my business from being a health slash body image coach to being a dating mindset coach. Um, wow. So I just wanted to, to point, I mean, I just wanted to point that out because I just, I just, sure. it was um, such a, you know, I do this with my clients too. Like why, why? 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 Exactly. <laughs> and we it's don't amazing. ask it often enough. <laughs> and it's amazing what you can um, what you can discover when you just um, ask yourself that. And also, I don't. I'm kind of curious. Um, you know what a a deeper issue for a lot of your clients are. But another thing that was also a catalyst was I had these clients um, again who came to me for weight loss or like a sustainable system to, to lose weight and to eat better and, you know, have better body image, all that stuff. And, um, they kept saying, well, I want to get back out and date, but I feel kind of crappy about myself and I don't want to put myself out there. Um, you know, before I lose, until I lose some weight or one woman was married and she was like, I just feel really self-conscious having sex with my husband because he's thinner than me. And so that was just like another like divine timing thing that was just coming up at the same time when my coach was saying, why, 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 why? <laughs> um, so anyways, so, um, so, so yeah, I'm actually kind of curious what, what do you find to be some of the biggest, um, or reoccurring themes of like core issues, um, that women are, are really struggling with? So I think that the biggest one is worthiness. It really is all about this. I am not worthy, lovable enough, yeah. you know, all of these things if I have with the weight that I have right now, or if I, you know, don't lose those last 20 pounds, or if I, you know, if I gain the weight back and, you know, there's a lot of fear about that. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just this, because of the world we live in, it's, it's just this perceived notion. It's kind of sometimes really elusive where it's, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. And I need to mm-hmm. be better. And my body needs to look a certain way. And then obviously, you know, it is about relationships a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot about, um, you know, not having sex with a husband anymore or, or mm-hmm. having a boyfriend. And when he's not texting or calling, then immediately, you know, it's my body or it's, <laughs> it's the way I look or, you know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one too. And, um, I think those are really the, t- the two grand ones. Yeah. And sometimes women can't even, I mean, it takes a while until we get to this point because they can't even put it into words anymore because it's just, this is, is what they've been doing forever. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, I've just been dieting and hating my body for 30 years. So I don't know why I'm doing it anymore. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just like, like you just said too, the perfectionism, um, you know, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs or or women who are really driven and who are, who want to do great things and they believe that their body has to look a certain way, um, in order for them to achieve all of their goals and, you know, to be the best version of themselves. And that, that sounds great in theory, but if you're, kind of battling your body all your life, you know, and, and wasting so much energy, so much time, so much 
thoughts and, you know, um, and, and yes, money on your body and, and on diets, then you can't be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. You really can't. And I think that's, that's a huge, huge part of, of, yeah. you know, the reasoning too. Yeah. The phrase you just said, um, you know, battling your body, I, I just really stuck out for me because, I can relate to that sentiment so much. Um, and it's, and it's not really in a place that I'm in now. Um, but it's just something that I think that, I mean, my, um, self probably like five, 10 years ago could totally relate to. And then a lot of the, um, women listening to this will also be able to relate to for sure. Um, and, and the worthiness thing, I think is something that comes up a lot here in in this community. So, you know, and there's like a million ways to, you know, tools and all that kind of stuff to reclaim some of your worthiness and begin a relationship or more positive relationship, both with yourself, with your body. Um, but what are some ways to, or what are your favorite ways to help women feel more worthy? Mm-hmm. So I always love to combine the action stuff, right? Really take action with mm-hmm. the inner work. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do those at the same time, you can really achieve big results. So the inner work really is about asking why, 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 why? Doing yeah, a lot of tunneling, really figuring out who am I? What am I scared of? What are my big, big fears, right? What are my beliefs? Uh, what do I believe about relationships, about myself, about life, about guys? Um, and then healing those beliefs, healing those thoughts and, you know, traumas, whatever is going on. And at the same time, doing the things that you want to do, right? Going out of dates, even if you don't believe you're ready, wearing a dress that you think is only for skinny girls or um, really challenging yourself, stretching yourself a little bit, faking it. Um, but you know, not just faking it, but actually doing the inner work at the same time. But, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just, not sitting at home waiting for you to, to feel great and to feel better because you have to take action in order to, for that to happen too. Um, and that, that's where most women stop, right? It's like, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. People will laugh at me or this will happen or I'm not, you know, it's not going to last or, um, and who cares, right? If you're doing it and if you will build confidence by taking action. I, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like a, amen. That is so true. I always tell women like, or just people in general, you, you can't think yourself out of a problem or out of a situation. You have to actually do something. Um, because a lot of women come to me and they've read all of the dating books and even they might've read my blog or listened to my podcast and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, so what have you like done? What have you tried? And they're, it's just like a blank face. Um, and it's like, you have to do something to create some movement, create some energy in your life, but then also, um, to create confidence to actually like go out and wear a dress. And maybe you're like freaking out on side the, inside the first time, but then maybe the second time it's not so bad. And the third time it actually feels, you feel really awesome and confident in that dress. Exactly. And that's how you build confidence. That's really, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think, you know, I think I heard a phrase along the line somewhere, evidence or no, not evidence, um, experience creates confidence or experience breeds confidence mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, which is just so true. So true. it is. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I want to, um, kind of switch gears a little bit and, um, I know that you are a single mom and, 
there's a lot of single moms in the date yourself community. And I am, I'm a dog mom. I'm not a human mom. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so, you know, I, I definitely try to, when I get questions about, you know, being a mom and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I obviously want to be helpful, but I also don't want to pretend like I know everything because I, no one knows everything, including me. And so I'm just kind of curious, like what, um, well, first, like, what is it like right now for you to be a single mom? And then I don't know if you're dating or like still trying to balance having your own life and being a mom. So I'd just be really curious to hear more about that. Yeah. So I'm not with the guy I'm married like, <laughs> anymore. Um, we, we divorced, but it's his child. Okay. Um, and it's really um, interesting. It was, I, I found out I was pregnant a day after I left him or two days. And so I had to make the decision, you know, to, be a single mom. And I decided like in a split second, but mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't an easy, easy start. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm glad I, I did it. I'm glad that sure. he's in my life, that I have my son. Mm-hmm. So being a sing- single mom is really interesting and it's really scary. And it's really, I mean, there's great parts about it and there's really scary parts about it because of course I want to have a relationship. I want to, I want to get married again mm-hmm. and I, I want to have a bigger family and I want to have this dream, right? I want to have mm-hmm. a house and a fence and everything. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's re- first of all, I, I have a lot of limiting beliefs too about who's mm-hmm. going to want a person, a, a woman, you know, with a child and it's going to be so difficult. And then what if I meet someone and it's not going to work out and my son will relate to him and all of these things. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of fears. I've had a relationship and it didn't work out mm-hmm. and I am dating again right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took me a while to go back out there mm-hmm. and to just say, you know, I'm going to try it again. It's like, I have these limited beliefs. I have the fears, but I, I have to do something right. I, again, yeah. I can't sit at home every night. Expecting and just wait for the fear to go away. Cause it's never <laughs> <Yeah>. going to <laughs> And Prince charming to walk in and say, hello, I'm here. Yeah. Um, so, and it's, it is fun. And I try not to make it too serious. I used to be one of those, well, I got married after six weeks, right? So I, I thought that I meet someone and we're going to get married. Like, that was it. There was no get to know him or anything. It was just like, okay, this is it. We're going to get married. He's going to be the, you know, the father of my children and everything. Mm-hmm. And I've really grown and I've grown as a person. And I think that's a big thing too, is like, you grow as a woman. And so I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm standing on my own two feet. I don't, I don't need a guy. Yeah. I would love to have one, but I don't need someone in my life. And I think that's a big, big thing too. It's like, you know, it's not the desperation, but it's just, it would be nice. And so what I did here, a few things, because I used to be really busy, 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 right. And fill my, my Mm. schedule with everything. And I cleared my schedule just, you know, to put it out there, actually there's time and there's space for, for a guy. Mm, um, I, because I, I love do, that because yeah. so many women in the community that have a really busy schedule and it's like, I don't have time to date, but they want a relationship. And it's like, you better create space for that because relationships take up a lot of time. And especially if you want a family, that's take yeah. up even more time. <laughs> exactly. And I, um, I used to be the same way, really. And it was like, well, I asked myself, 
where where does where does the the guy where does the man fit in right where yeah. where's the where's the space and there was none mm-hmm. so that's what I did and I you know attracting it that way and I signed up for an online dating site because I don't you know get out too much mm-hmm. and which dating so site was, do you use I'm just curious um it's called Parship I don't know if you have that oh. in the US oh that's right <laughs> um, I always ask because I'm I'm very I mean I'm I'm not dating now but um yeah. I'm just I like to you know keep up with the online dating um world world yeah cuz I I think online dating is a great tool especially for single moms or just really anyone who just doesn't go out a lot like I I loved online dating when I was dating cuz when I go out I'd rather just do like a small thing with friends like I'm not someone just to go to like a party where I only know a couple people or a big bar like I just have a little bit of a social anxiety so it's not really my scene. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the way I am too. Mm-hmm. Um so you know where where do I meet guys? I don't. And um mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. I I mean it's it's weird and I was hesitant about signing up. Mm-hmm. Um because you know there's still some misperception and misconception. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, so far, it's fun. And again, I try not to take it too seriously and just, you know, get to know them, get to know mm-hmm. new people, get to know guys. Yeah. And I've met a few. And yeah, it's been it's been great. And I whenever my thoughts come up, right, this whole like, oh, this is going to be it. Um, I work on it. I do my work. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I actually self coach a lot. And yeah. when it comes yeah. to, you know, I think it is different being a single mom and having a child or children and knowing that it's not just you, but actually, you know, there's this tiny person or the big person. I don't know how old, you know, the mm-hmm. children are, but there's this person, this other element, and yeah. it's about them too. I mean, obviously I choose the partner, but if he's really horrible with children, I don't want him. And for the partner too, for the, you know, it's, 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 there's another person. Right. So, um, so let me, let me ask you this. I know this is something that listeners or single moms listening to this are asking themselves or want me to ask. Um, how soon do you tell people that you, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just kind of curious what your take is on this. Um, like how soon do you tell men you're going out with that you have a child or is it on your profile? It's on my profile. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, it's, I mean, I have him, right? Um, we're, we come in a package. So, mm-hmm. and I do, I still get the questions and I'm just, yeah. I mean, so far nobody has said, you know, go away. And do you find that the men you go out with, like, are they single dads or do they um, not have kids? Is there a pattern or something that yeah. happens more often than not? No kids. Okay. Um, that's what I see. Okay. No kids so far. And they're already child friendly, right? I mean, they've not met myself, you know, from talking with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it's it's been surprisingly good. And that's what I've noticed in my relationship too. I mean, we were together for a year and Johan, mm-hmm. my son, was five, six months old when we met. And he's been really amazing with him. And um, so that too, right, is like a big fear. What again, what if we'll be together for a few years and then he leaves again? What about my child? Will he be messed up? Right. Um, which he doesn't even remember that, but it's, it's, it's another element. 
However, it is, right? That's the reality, and we can make it way more complicated than it actually is and that it, that other people perceive it as. I really don't think that it is such a big problem for guys. I really, yeah. I mean, it might have been 50 years ago, but in today's world, they, they're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah and I think yeah. you're getting at a really important point, which is um, to, we just live in this, uh, and I was actually just interviewing my my actually my life coach actually comes my podcast <laughs> and she was talking about how she was like creating this story around this guy that she liked that she ended up marrying but um <laughs> but we just mm. live so much in our head and the story and we attach ourselves to the drama um yeah. and my fitness instructor always just says drop the drama and yeah. what she means by that is like if she tells us to do eight more squats and we're like so tired and we've already done 30 and we're getting like creating this story like what is she doing she's crazy we've already done 30 she's like drop the drama and just do it and it's kind yeah, of the same like just drop the drama like tell them you have a kid and if they're cool with it cool if they're not then cool move on um, it can really be that simple it gets complicated when we start living in our head um, exactly. And we, we make up our own stories, right? It's really just yeah. a story. I mean, until we tell them or until we see their reaction, or we, we don't know. We have no clue what they're going to say or do or mm-hmm. feel. So the more we, we are in our own mind, just as with body confidence, just as with dating in general, yeah. um, the worse it's going to get. So yeah. take a deep breath and just, you know, <laughs> go do it. I mean, really, what what do you have to lose? Yeah. And then just logistically, do you, um, like, do you get a babysitter or how does that work? So I, my, my parents are great with that. Uh, okay. Um, my sister's in the same town. My parents are not too far away. Okay. And so I'm very blessed to have them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's always yeah. a question that comes up, but yeah. I'm like, babysitter, parents. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I would have a babysitter otherwise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know, I don't know what to do with him and yeah. bring them here. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would. And how old's your son? He's two. Oh, so very small. He's a little guy. Yeah. Very, very nice. Um, well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Um, kind of like, it's almost like two different shows talking about body image and confidence <laughs> and then um, dating as a single mom. So It'll, it'll be really, I'm so excited to share this episode um, with the listeners. Um, so hello, hello listeners. Hope you're enjoying this. <laughs> um, and then I um, always ask my listeners or not my listeners, my guests, um, what your favorite way to treat yourself is. So what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Greg, my favorite way to treat myself, I would say... At the end of the day, being by myself, well, by myself, <laughs> right now it really is being by myself and watching American TV takes my mind off everything. <laughs> and it's just like me sitting back, relaxing, being so tired. And that for me, I mean, it's not an escape. It really isn't. My life's good. But it's yeah. just for me to, I don't have to read. I love reading. But in that right. moment, I just want to want to watch Grey's Anatomy or want to watch Game of Thrones or something. And, and <laughs> disappear into a different world and not have to do anything that for me really is. And actually I was just seeing it on Facebook that it's like a month until all the shows come back. And I was so excited. It was like, Yay, <laughs> summer's over and yeah. I get my, my life back. But yeah. that really is, is um, one of my favorite ways to, to spend yeah. time with myself. Yeah. I hear you. I love watching uh, 
a good TV show as well. Um, So thank you so much again for coming on to the show. And if my listeners want to learn more about you or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? So the best way is to go over to my website, which is anasophie.us. That's A-N-N-E-S-O-P-H-I-E.us. And there's my podcast, blog posts, links to social media. I have a Facebook group, all of the great things um, that they can find there. Cool. And what's your podcast name? It's Escape Diet Prison. Awesome. We'll put all those links in the show notes. So for everyone listening, you can head over there to grab the links and I assume your podcast is in iTunes so you can search that yes as well awesome well thank you so much again for coming on to the show it was a pleasure to to chat with you thank you so much this was really fun thank you for listening to date yourself radio I love hearing from you so please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating.